0: While you remain standing. While you remain standing. Three years ago, our last summit meeting was across the street. And it was a tremendous time. The final speaker of that conference was Brother Nathaniel Urshan. At the conclusion of his message, there was a divine visitation of such one that I've never experienced before in my entire life. That altar call went for almost four hours. There was tongues and interpretation, there was prophecy. There was interpretation, there was exhortation, there was victory, there was deliverance, there was liberation. Yes. Yes. If you were in that service, let's give him praise. You remember. You know what I'm talking about. And if you weren't, God's going to do it again at some point. During, during that incredible divine visitation, my dear friend and elder, and I've adopted him as a bishop in my life. Bishop Joel Holmes was in that service. And he said, I really believe that the Northwest is the new Bible Belt.
1: I'm going to go ahead and grab that. I believe I'm going to live on that. I believe I'm going to take that. Come on, the devil's been talking to us. It's about time that we get a an utterance and say, I believe I'm going to go with that one. Not only
0: do I take that personally, I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that the Northwest ought to be sprinkled with
1: congregations of a thousand. It's time for us to escape the limitations that have been placed upon us by our predecessors. I believe we can have earth-shaking, earth-shattering one God in Oregon, in Washington, in Canada. Come on, lift your voice and give Him praise in Idaho, in Montana, in Wyoming, it's our greatest day. It's our greatest hour. Lift your voices, shout with a voice of triumph.
0: And I know this great man of God coming believes that too. Brother Nathaniel Urshan has been a critical voice. Not just a cornerstone, but in the various conferences that have been sponsored here, this man has helped push back the darkness and push back the gates of hell. Brother Ursham, we love you. Would you put your hands together as the man of God comes? Brother Nathaniel Ursham.
2: Let's continue to clap our hands unto the Lord and give Him praise tonight. Aren't you thankful for the presence of the Lord that you feel here right now? Aren't you thankful that He wrote your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Aren't you thankful that you carry His name? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. What a wonderful presence of the Lord is in this house. What an opportunity to lift up Jesus. I came to talk about Jesus. I came to exalt him. I came to lift him up just a little bit higher. If you'll give me a little time tonight, I'll just brag on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. I want to give honor to Pastor Mayo and the great saints of Spokane. God bless you all for hosting this conference. You can be seated for just a moment. I, I want to give honor to Sister Mayo. This music, this choir, amen, what what an amazing, anointed, talented group of worshipers, amen. And it has always been that way. I can remember coming to Spokane the first time and preaching in that long shotgun building. And Brother Mayo and I got acquainted and met one another. And the Holy Ghost was filling that place. He told me that he was going to be moving and coming out here and watching God provide. And watching God bring it all together. I remember when I first came out to the new building across the street, I thought, my, look what the Lord has done. And and by the time that conference was over, Brother Mayo said it's not big enough. That, the paint hasn't even dried yet. Amen. And to watch God open up the door to bring his people into this facility. Our God is a great God. I need to remind somebody that he's not just able. He's well able. You need to put a qualifier on it. You need to maximize that. He is well able. Amen. And, and the, the messages that we have heard this week, the people that are here. I love the people of God. I love the people of God. I see so many friends and loved ones. It's good to have Durham here tonight, TDV, Pastor Galindo and the great TDV saints doing a great work in Durham, North Carolina. And I see Fort Myers here tonight. A little special place in my heart for the great people of Fort Myers. And and all of you that are here, I see so many friends. Revival is in the Northwest. Revival's not coming. Revival's here. Amen. Jericho's walls are falling. Jericho's walls are falling. We've already marched around seven times on the seventh day. We're just blowing the trumpet and we're shouting and the walls are falling down. Hallelujah. They're falling down in Washington. They're going to fall down in Oregon. They're going to fall down by the help of the Lord. Amen. And I, I listened to the brethren preach. I can feel an unction from the Lord. God is raising his people up in this last day. Now, that's not filler. That's not something nice that you say before you preach. That is happening. And if we miss this moment, we are going to miss out on the greatest opportunity the world has ever seen. The church is primed for this. You and I were built for this hour. Drug addiction, we're built for that. Alcoholism, we're built for that. We've got the antidote. We've got the stuff. And we've got the cure. You can stand with me tonight. I give honor to Pastor Mayo. He is a dear friend. He was with me in Fort Myers, Florida. He has preached for us in Durham, North Carolina. I'm honored to be here tonight, this Friday night of Summit 2022. I want to... Turn your attention tonight to Psalms 150. I won't call names because there's a lot of people here, but I see dear friends. I love you all. I appreciate you all. These great ministers, their wives, their families. (laughs) Psalms 150, and I'm going to read verse 1. This is what it says. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Now, after hearing this preaching this week, what I feel like preaching is releasing the shoe of Christ in us behind the door while holding the basket. That's what I feel like preaching right now. (laughs) But what I'm going to preach is the firmament of his power. The firmament of his power. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for everything he's done. Praise God. Let's just love him right now. It's Friday night at Summit, and I came to run some devils out of this place. I came to put some devils underneath my feet. Hallelujah. I came to lift up Jesus and to see the miraculous at work in my city and in my church. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You can be seated. During a conference, I, as well as other preachers, I'll cast about trying to find the direction that God wants me to go. We are a people that are led by the Holy Ghost. We are not a static people. We are not a, an agenda-driven people. We have agendas, but we follow the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost wants to move all throughout the Northwest. I want to talk a little bit about praise tonight. um, Because praise is a defining feature of God's people. It's It's a defining characteristic. Judah means praise. And when the Diaspora came back from Babylonian captivity, Judah returned back to their land They just became known as the Jews, which is a contraction of Judah. But woven into the fabric of the name of the people themselves is the idea of the praisers. They were the ones who went out in front of Israel and led them into battle. I believe that the apostolic church is the tip of the spear of what God is doing in the world today. I don't think we're waiting on Biden. I don't think we're waiting on the Democrats or the Republicans. But the Jackson preached it so capably, I'm not waiting on the police. I'm not waiting on the social programs. We have the answer. Stop waiting on somebody else. God's waiting on us. What's taken us so long? Let's be what we're supposed to be. Let's do what we're supposed to do. Let's become what we're supposed to become. Every man and woman, boy and girl, under the sound of my voice is a son of God, a daughter of God, if you've got the Holy Ghost and are baptized in his name. And as such, you have the power to alter the course of nations. Amen. God has always had a problem with people being reluctant to step into their calling. God always had to wrestle with people who didn't believe what the Word of God actually said. And because of their reluctance and because of their trepidation or their unbelief, they would, the environment and the atmosphere around them would grow to be less than what it was supposed to be. I believe God's churches are supposed to take over their cities. I believe Spokane belongs to Cornerstone. I believe your city belongs to your church. I believe Le Grand belongs to the Parkers and the church in Legrand. I believe that the city you're in belongs to you. Somebody has to look at it and say it's not too big, it's not too hard, it's not impossible. And who's gonna do it? You are. I am. I want to talk a little bit about it because I think if we're going to change the atmosphere, and that's what the firmament was, it was atmosphere. They had a concept of it in the ancient world where they thought a big bubble surrounded the earth, and it was an ancient idea. But what God was doing was separating the waters above from the waters beneath. And earth is the most amazing miracle. It is situated in what cosmologists and physicists call the Goldilocks zone. Goldilocks zone because it's like the porridge that she found. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. The fact that it tilts just so on its axis, the, the fact that it's calibrated to such a fine-tuned precision there is no human humanly possible way that you could conceive that this is an accident but a divine creator put it in place and one of the defining traits of God's great earth that he made is that it has an atmosphere atmospheres are big deals firmaments are big deals you wouldn't be here without a firmament. We're talking about going to the moon. I saw a, a meme the other day that just calculated how long you'd live without a spacesuit on each planet. The moon was two seconds, Mars was one second, and, and on and on. The sun was less than a second. <laughs> the The difference is that the atmosphere is divinely ordained that men and women might live. That they might survive. That beyond surviving, they might thrive. I'll tell you why God made an atmosphere. I'll tell you why He situated it so intricately balanced between the sun In the constellations, among the great stars that dwarf our own sun, carefully calibrated and balanced so that it keeps turning, keeps rotating. He did it so that everything that hath breath might praise the Lord. He didn't do it so you could smoke weed, he didn't do it so you could sit back and watch Netflix. He didn't do it so you could criticize your neighbor and talk dirty, but he did it so that you might glorify his name and you might appreciate the grandeur and the scope and the majesty of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He did it, ladies and gentlemen, for you. He did it so people could praise him like we're praising him right now. He did it so somebody could lift up their voice and say great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. How about we take just a second or two and we return a little bit of that glory back to him. That's why he gave it to me. Hallelujah. He made it for that reason. That is the primary reason he made it. Amen. God has got to try to motivate us and reveal to us who we are. Go through the Bible and look at the people God had to convince. I'm here tonight to convince some people of who they are. I'm here to convince somebody that you don't have to wait till next summit to have a great move of the Holy Ghost. I'm here to convince somebody that you don't have to wait for Nathaniel Urshan to show up. You don't have to wait for Cody Marks and Wesley Jackson. Hallelujah, Cornelius Williams, Ari Prado. You don't have to wait for them to show up. You have power, you have authority. I came to convince somebody that you're not going to die in your problem, but God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a church, and it's not a weak church. It's a strong church. I need somebody to start stepping into what God has called them to be. Amen. Amen. I tell you what I want everybody to do. I want The world says fake it till you make it. We don't say that. We say we call things that are not as though they are. God calls things that are not as though they are. It's because God sees what we're going to be. The reason why the Mayo has had the vision that he's had is he always saw this before it ever got here. He didn't work from where he was to where he wanted to go. He saw where he wanted to go, and he worked backwards to where he was. (laughs) Have you ever wondered why Hebrew is written from the right to the left and not left to the right? That's because God doesn't operate from where you are to where you're going. He operates from where you're going to where you are. Hallelujah, he's uh, he's operating with the end in mind. He's taking you somewhere, and he just needs somebody to wake up. Come on, Spokane, let's wake up. Come on, Summit, let's wake up. Let's wake up. Let's become the apostolic church that turns the world upside down. Let's become the apostolic church that links arms with Acts chapter 2. Let's become... The end-time firebrand that the world needs. Hallelujah. 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 Moses, go down into Egypt and let my people go. God, I can't. I can't. I can't speak. They won't believe me. They won't allow me this. They won't allow me that. I can't. I'm unable. Have somebody else do it. There's always the reluctance of the righteous. No, listen to me, Gideon. You are a mighty man of valor. God was starting on the right side of the page and working back to the left side of the page. Gideon had the other way around. I have to wait until I get there. God was saying, start doing it now create the praise now start to invoke it now speak things that are not as though they people will look at you like you're crazy but speak it anyway people will look at you like you lost your mind but speak it anyway what are you doing i'm creating an atmosphere i'm creating an environment for the miraculous to take place In this atmosphere, you can enter into a new church building before the paint dries on the other one. In this atmosphere, you can take over your city. In this atmosphere, you can win your neighbor to God. But we have to operate in the firmament of his power. Atmosphere. Atmosphere atmosphere. It's why you can breathe. It's why you can live. When when the atmosphere is not right, there's no victory. When the environment's not right, Israel, Israel terraformed everywhere they went. I was listening to Brother Mark's preach so capably last night, and he talked about that rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. And then he began to, he began to describe the, the voluminous amount of water that had to come out of that rock. You know, it's not, like, it's not like he would go up and tap it and say, all right, we need a little bit more. And water would come out. When he, when he smoked the rock, the water came out. That was, the Bible called it streams and rivers in the desert. They irrigated the land they went to, ladies and gentlemen. I think that everywhere we go, it should be better because we're there. I'm not just praising him with my mouth. I'm praising him with my lifestyle. I'm praising him with my conduct. I'm, pro- I'm bearing witness of him. I'm testifying of his greatness with my tone of voice with my decisions, with how I treat my neighbors. I change the environment when I get there by the help of Almighty God. You ever read in the Bible where it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life? Amen. That's, that's a shepherd reference. Did you know that when sheep go into Uh, A paddock or a pasture that is overgrown with nettles and weeds and every noxious thing you could imagine, that when they get done, it's a full pasture. They devour the bad and for sensitivity's sake, I'll just say they deposit the good. (laughs) Things get greener when God's people show up. What used to be chaos becomes order when God's people show up. My job gets better when I show up. My family is blessed when I walk into the room. When the apostolics show up, the city gets better. The blessing comes upon that place. The praises of God go forth. And everywhere they go, goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy. I leave it better than I found it. Everything prospers where I go. Everything increases where I go. They're happy to see us come, and they should be sad to see us leave. I'm not going to say that you're going to levitate off the earth and show yourself some great sign and wonder in your city. Let's start out by being nice. Let's start out by being honest. Let's start out by doing more than they ask us to do. If they ask you to go a mile, go twain. If they take your cloak, give them your coat also. Come on, I'm preaching kingdom principles right now. There's too many people that when apostolics show up, they say, oh, no, not that guy. Not that guy. Oh, not these people. These people are going to beat me up. These people are going to put me on the grill and fry me. Somebody's got to get some Holy Ghost sensibility about them, and they've got to become the living epistle. If they won't read it in the Bible, let them read it in my life. Change the environment. There's a reason why people chased after Jesus. There's a reason why he had to get in a boat and push off because the multitudes wanted to get to him. They shouldn't be running from us, Brother Mayo. They should be running to us. I've got the answer. You've got the answer. There's healing in my hands. There's anointing in our services. There's power in our praise. Devils run when the apostolics show up. Sickness, let's go. And so you change the environment where you go. Amen. You change the dynamics where you are. Whenever there were people who were struggling with their environment, it usually was because of sin. It was because sin had become dominant in that region. And false gods and false idols, because of that, their enemies would encroach upon them. Famine would take the land. The heavens would shut up. It's Deuteronomy 28, ladies and gentlemen, where if you do not take heed to the words of this covenant, the heavens will become as brass and the earth as iron. If you find yourself surrounded and you're doubting who you are in God, you're going to have to have a Moses and a Gideon moment where God has to remind you who you are. He's got to remind us who we are. I came to remind somebody who they are. Don't you be afraid of your long hair, ladies. Don't you be afraid of your your cut hair, men. Don't you be afraid of your modest dress. Don't you be a... I love this apostolic lifestyle. I love the modesty. I love the godliness. I love the oneness. I love the tongue talking. I love the Jesus name baptizing. I love the... I love the altar calls. I love everything about it. It will change the world. It'll change the environment. It'll change the atmosphere. I, I'm afraid we don't know the power that we wield. God will send you in to cut down the groves of your father. God will send you in to confront Pharaoh. God will send you in to represent him in a lost and dying world. How many years has it been, Brother Mayo, that you've been here? 27 years. 27 years ago, God called a man and his wife and sent them into Spokane, Washington. And when they got here, it wasn't anything like this. And if you look at it from that moment, you can get discouraged, you can you can you can second guess yourself wives get depressed children get lonely husbands get discouraged i'm preaching to somebody right now you came to summit conference and you're wondering if you have what it takes you're wondering if you're really making a difference i came to preach to you don't you dare stop don't you dare quit god has it you're just looking at it from the wrong side of the page you got to see it like God sees it. You're a mighty man of valor. You're a prince in the kingdom of God. You have the power to bring Egypt to its knees. It's going to require changing the environment around us. Amen. It starts with an individual. It starts by changing your environment. Amen. You start to speak it. The power of life and death is in the tongue. You know that. I know that. But, but I, I think people forget that the Bible is, is for the people of God. Let me bring it home. I think it's for apostolics. I think that it articulates things that maybe we don't realize it does. There's power in our tongues. There's a reason why we speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance because there's power in the tongue. I think God told us all about it when he said with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing. Maybe you know that. But, but I want you to know how serious God is about it. I, I, I just believe that when we begin to speak things, things happen before a thing becomes real it has to be a word the whole cosmos started that way in the beginning was the word you can't change the environment until the word starts to be manifest The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. It all starts with the Word. When the writer said that I will speak of things concerning the king, my heart is indicting a good matter. Then he said, let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. I believe that's talking about speaking in tongues. I believe we have the power to change the environment that we're in, and it starts with us personally. So here's the first thing that's got to happen. I've got to stop saying I can't. I know it's hard. I know they did you wrong. I know there's an opposition and adversity where you're at. I know there's a pushback. But you've got to stop saying, I can't. You've got to stop saying, I don't think so. You've got to reach down on the inside, and you've got to change your own personal atmosphere. You've got to stop breathing the world's environment, and you've got to start creating God's environment you got to start speaking it. you got to speak the word of faith. I want somebody to speak it out in this house tonight. I want you just to start to say it. Yes, I can. God is able. God is able. God is able. If you can't say that, you'll never enter the promised land. If you can't say that, you're going to fall with the ten spies that brought the bad report. You've got to have a Joshua and a Caleb that says, we are well able. I'm able to take my city. I'm able to take my Bible studies. I'm able to win my family. I'm able to have revival.
1: I'm able to change the course. I'm able to... I'm not going to die. I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to quit.
2: Let's bring it a little closer to home. Men need to say this. Men need to say this. Don't ever let it be said that the women had to lead the charge because the men were too carnal. Don't leave your wife out there to face the elements of the world and the toxicity and the poison of a, of a Martian landscape. Ah, uh-uh. you got to create an environment in your house. you got to create an environment in your marriage. Speak it. Speak it, sir. Speak it, man of God. Speak it, preacher of the gospel. Speak it, Bible study teacher. How good, how pleasant it is for brethren, brethren, brethren. The affectionate fervent prayer of a righteous man. When men began to pray, things happened. The environment changed. The atmosphere changed. I like the atmosphere that I'm feeling right now. I like the atmosphere that I felt last night when Brother Marks was preaching. When Brother Cornelius Williams was preaching, there was an atmosphere in this place. There was a power unleashed. That's supposed to be in every city, ladies and gentlemen. If you got five people, preach like you got 500. If you got 10 people, preach like you got 1,000. Well, they're not here yet.
1: Oh, but they're coming. They're coming. And you got to speak it. sing it with everything you got preach it with everything you got
2: the environment has to be changed you can be seated
0: thank you there is a child that is terminally ill right now in the vestibule they think it's dying God can do all things Would you stand to your feet with us right
1: now? Let's put in practice what this man has been preaching right now. By the authority of the name of Jesus, my God does all things well. God will have the last say. God touch that child by the authority of the name of Jesus. By the authority of the name of Jesus.
2: Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now. Somebody grab a hold of that apostolic authority in this place. Stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. Make up the hedge in the name of Jesus. Speak that name in this place. Come on, come on. Now's not the time for pretty sermons. Now's the time for a supernatural move of the Holy Ghost. Pray like it's your child. Pray. Their life depends on it. Pray. Somebody rebuke the spirit of death. Somebody rebuke the spirit of death in the name of Jesus. Come on, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much (laughs) hallelujah touch that little one touch that little one right now in the name of Jesus stretch forth your hand Now's a good time to harness the miraculous. Come on, we've got time. We've got time. I need some mothers in Zion. I need some prayer warriors to pray for that little life right now. Somebody start travailing. I need some intercessors. I'm not coming to give a little 30-second little, come on, somebody help us pray. pray. Now's the time to pray. Now's the time to pray. Now's the time to call on the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, right now, we take authority over infirmity and over sickness. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I need some moms to help me pray. I need some dads to help me pray. Some grandmas, some grandpas. I need some young people to help me pray. Let there be a breakout of the Holy Ghost. Let there be a harnessing of the Spirit of the Lord. hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I can feel the atmosphere changing. Come on, I can feel the environment shifting. In the name of Jesus, Let there be miracles. Let there be signs, let there be wonders. Hallelujah, speak that word of faith right now. Speak that word of faith right now. Pray like their life depends on it, because it does. Let's pray until healing virtue flows. Let's pray until healing virtue flows. Somebody pray till sickness lifts. That's it. Come on, Summit. If there's ever been a time to pray, it's right now. He's able to raise the sick. He's able to raise the dead. He's able to... He's able to stop sickness and infirmity. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus... God sees it. God sees it. God hears the prayers of his people. If you will ask anything in my name, I will not withhold it from you. Let's speak it in the name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We serve a healer. We serve a miracle worker. We serve a way maker. I'm pleading the blood of Jesus right now. I plead, I plead the blood. Hallelujah. I plead, I plead the blood. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Let's believe God. Let's believe God. Let's trust God. Things start changing when the atmosphere shifts. I can feel chains falling off right now. I can feel sickness backing up right now. I can feel generational curses being broken right now. Come on, come on, summit. Come on, somebody, summit. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Amen. I believe they've taken the child. I believe they're working with them. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I can feel the atmosphere in this place. There's enough Holy Ghost in this house. There's enough Holy Ghost in this house to heal cancer. I'm just waiting on somebody to wake up. I'm waiting on Gideon to start reading it the right way on the page. Hail, thou mighty man of valor. God's got something great for you to do. The presence of the Lord is in this place. And there's enough power to push back darkness in your city. There's enough power to overcome backsliders. There's enough power to overcome Carnal family members. There's enough power to overcome the spiritual principalities in our cities. There's got to be an environment change in Pentecost. There is an environment change. I I felt it three years ago. I feel it right now, Brother Mayo. I feel like the Northwest is going to raise up as a beacon of apostolic revival for the United States of America and even the world. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I see it. I'm looking at the end, and I see it. I see it. I see revival in Portland. I see revival all over the place. There's pastors here right now. God's got a calling that's going to blow your mind. I cannot allow the environment to change me. I've got to take dominion over the environment. You can be seated. You ever read in the Bible where God continually uses, he uses cedar all over the Bible? It's all over the Bible. Cedar. Not pine, not oak. Cedar. Cedars of Lebanon. When Sennacherib came up to threaten the people of God, he said, I will cut down your cedars, your glorious cedars. When when lepers needed cleansing because there was rot in their bodies, Things were breaking down. Things were falling apart. They were literally losing fingers and noses and ears. There's this interesting little prescription given when you go to see the priest, that the priest would take a scarlet cord and two birds and, and would kill a bird over running water into an earthen vessel, and then he would put cedar into the mixture. Later on, throughout other Levitical practices, there would be this reference to cedar. Why cedar? It's used over and over again. and One of the reasons why they use cedar is because cedar pushes back on the environment. Cedar has properties that oak doesn't have, that pine doesn't have, that other kinds of wood don't have. When when it came time to build the tabernacle and the temple, God knew the material to build it out of. He hauled in cedars to hold it up. There's a microbial activity in cedar. There's an antibacterial property that when the wiggle worms try to invade and try to penetrate, there's something in cedar that says, get back. There's something in cedar that is rot resistant. There is a rot that we got to be careful of. The Bible says this. The Bible says this in the book of Ezekiel about Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what Sodom and Gomorrah's problem was? Most people think it was just immorality. They think it was just great perversion. And, And it was. It was a big problem. And it's a problem in our world today. It's a problem when God's people get infected by the environment instead of them taking authority and changing the environment. But Ezekiel 16, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride. Fullness of bread. Abundance of idleness. Was in her and her daughter's. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Homosexuality was not what started. It started with abundance of bread and idleness, it started with pride. It started with a carnal mindset. It doesn't take much for rot to begin to set in. It doesn't take much for a toxic atmosphere to start sending in the boll weevils into your heart and into your spirit. It doesn't take long for Instagram and Facebook to work their way into a people. And before you know it, there's living things on the inside of you. And you're growing weaker and weaker as it devours and it takes away from you. And instead of being strong and sound and solid, there's something rotten because you haven't learned how to overcome the environment. Don't let your job overcome you. You gotta push back on the effects of the job. You gotta, you gotta be rot resistant. You gotta have a power on the inside of you. There's something in cedar that that God was saying that when the leprosy comes in to that, there was a cure. The cedar was symbolic that says, not here. It's not going to fall apart here. There should be something on the inside of us that when we walk into those toxic atmospheres, it's like a Martian landscape. You can't breathe that atmosphere. You can't breathe that everyday work activity without it getting a hold of you and you asphyxiating. It's an atmosphere that kills hope. It kills innocence. It kills joy. It's 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 not the firmament that God designed for his people. I like what I feel here right now. I, I like what's in this house right now. There's power in this house right now. But tomorrow, there's a world that we've got to walk into. Monday, there's a world that we've got to walk into. And you've got to make up in your mind, I'm either going to affect it or it's going to infect me. Which one is it going to be? Hey, man, when astronauts go into a a hostile environment, they don't go in to breathe that stuff. They take their atmosphere with them. I think we should take our atmosphere with us. I think we should take a little bit of Friday night at Summit with us. I think we should take Sunday night shout down into Monday morning's workspace. I can feel the presence of the Lord and I'm going to get my blessing. You got to learn how to praise him. You got to learn how to bring the atmosphere with you. You got to learn to bring the power with you. You got to bring the faith. You got to bring the joy. You got to change wherever you go into God's firmament. If you can listen to garbage on headphones, then you can put Thursday Night Summit Cody Marks in headphones. You can put Ari Prado Thursday morning in your headphones, and you can hear about getting victory behind the closed doors. What are you doing? I'm bringing my atmosphere with me. You step out on a Martian landscape, but you got your own atmosphere. You got your own power. You got your own authority. You breathe in that Holy Ghost. You breathe in that worship. You breathe in that praise. You take it with you. You start breathing it in the morning and you breathe it all the way to work. You bring you You put on the whole armor of God. You walk out ready to change the atmosphere. The world doesn't change us. We change it. <laughs> Cedar Cedars are evergreens. They're green all the time. Cedars don't get dead branches and drop their leaves. They just stay green. I know times are tough, but don't lose your faith. I know times are difficult, but there's gotta be a pushback on the environment. This is the stuff that builds the tabernacle. This is the stuff that builds the temple. God needs some cedar trees in his kingdom. God needs something durable. God needs something that's going to be the same on Sunday as it is on Monday, as it is on Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. In the winter time, stay green. In the summertime, stay green. When you got money, stay green. When you have nothing, stay green stay green. Uh, Keep your praise. Uh, Keep your worship. Uh, When you're sick, uh, stay green. Uh, When he heals you, keep your praise. Talk the same way with your worldly friends as you do with your church friends. Evergreen. I was talking to some guys. I walked into a mechanic shop where one of our guys worked, and I said, Hey, you guys know so and so? They said, Yeah, we know him. I said, I'm, the, I'm his pastor. And they went, Pastor? I could feel the vibration. There's a rot, ladies and gentlemen that is working its way through this world and if you're not careful it's going to work its way into teenagers and it's going to work its way into children and there's got to be a force in the world that's just not on my watch what do you think summit is built for why do you think that we come into a place like this breathe deep brother breathe deep drink deep this is the stuff that lets you live this is the stuff that helps you get victory this is the stuff that helps me overcome Hallelujah. Cedar repels moths. That's why you have shoe trees and cedar closets and cedar shavings and cedar bags. That's because there's something in there that the moths don't like. There's when I'm, I'm talking, you're going to find some moths in your life, there's going to be some things that come sliding into your DMs. what's up baby there's some moths that, that can corrupt there's some moths that can eat holes in the garment of praise there, there's some corrosive elements that can take your testimony that can take your power that can take your glory that can rot you if you lay up treasure where moth and rust can't corrupt and thieves can't break through and steal, it's going to take some cedar that pushes back. and is not in this house. There's, a, there's an aroma that comes out of cedar. Amen. When I came walking in, I could hear people praying. I could feel the I could feel the the prayers of God's people. I could I could feel the the aroma and smell the aroma, the sweet smelling savor that God loved and has always loved. There's got to be a praying people. There's got to be a worshiping people. This got. Let me talk to the young man and the young lady for a second. You can't live on your mom and dad's prayer. You can't live on your grandparents' prayer. Praise ye the Lord. If you're going to change the environment, if you're going to make the difference, I've got to let it go. I've got to call on his name. i got to get up. My God, have mercy. Somebody hear me right now. The same thing that attracts God's favor repels corruption. You don't understand, Brother Urshan. She just won't leave me alone. I think she's a good person, and I think I can get her in church. She doesn't understand it all yet, but I I think I think I think I can make it work. She said she'd come on Easter. That's a moth. That's a corrosive element. Well, you don't understand. He loves me. He pays attention to me. The devil will send a moth into your life to destroy and tear apart the bright future that God has for you. The devil will send you a boy or a girl that will tear your legacy apart. Don't miss out on the beautiful thing God has for you. I need some cedars to be raised up that says, ah, ah I'm pushing back. You want to run them out? Start praising God. You want to run them out? You want every moth in the place to run? Start singing the praises of God.
1: Start quoting Acts 2.38. Start... Start preaching...
2: And the aroma runs it out. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the rot and the corruption and the toxicity and the the poison of this world. There's got to be a church that's ready for that. There's got to be a church that's so full of the Holy Ghost that it endures. Cedar preserves. It preserves. Hallelujah. God's interested in preserving. If you've ever heard your preacher, your pastor preach on salt, he'll he'll preach on it, and it's a great message. You're the salt of the earth, and and, and it makes you thirsty, and it impacts you, and it affects you. Salt does a lot of things, but the main thing salt does is it keeps you. It keeps you. (laughs) The decomposition that would devour the corpse if you put salt into it it stops the corruption from going any further that 's why they would take they would take salt and they would they would rub it into their cuts of meat and they 're preserving of meat and, and, and they did that so that it wouldn't be spoiled in a couple days something about the salt something about the cedar that stops the rot how are you going to make it in 2022 in this environment you're going to be the salt of the earth you're going to be the cedar you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be part of the building of the Lord I need some young men and some young ladies right now to make up in your mind I'm not going to fall apart any further I'm not letting it eat its way anymore. I don't care how pretty she is. I don't care how handsome he looks. I don't care how much you think you love them. Cut it off in Jesus' name. Stop the cancer. Stop the rot.
1: Stop the chaos. Take dominion in your life. Listen to your pastor.
2: He knows how to change the environment. Let's lift our hands right now, right where we are. Hallelujah. Right where we are on a Friday night, I want you to lift your hands. You've heard it. You've heard it from every one of these preachers. I can't fall apart behind closed doors. i got to keep dominion in my life. Hallelujah. I've got to trust in the provision of God. I've got to let it be Christ inside of me. It's Friday night now, and it's time to go and do it. It's time to live it. It's time to take it. It's time to be it. I'm talking right now to some moms and dads. There's some spiritual forces that want your children. I want you to lift your hands over this place and pray over those babies right now. There's got to be a mom and dad that says, I'm changing the atmosphere in my home. I'm taking charge of the environment. I want you to start speaking it even though you don't feel like it. I want you to speak it even though you don't see it. I want you to speak it if they're going to think you're crazy, speak it anyway. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I'm preaching to a young man right now. Your parents are worried sick about you because you're playing around with the wrong people. In the name of Jesus, you need to change the environment, change the atmosphere, run to the people of God. we're just getting started I know you might not see it but speak it anyway speak it anyway speak it until joy starts to spring up speak it until faith starts to spring up hallelujah it's time to stop talking about how bad it is and it's time to start talking about how good God is Stop glorifying the problem. Don't talk about the pastor. Don't talk about the church. Don't talk about the hypocrite. You're poisoning the water. There's going to be death in the
1: pot. You've got to start speaking life. you got to start throwing in the things that are going to let you live.
2: I'm preaching to a church right now. You can't afford to sit on social media five, six, seven, eight hours a day. I'm preaching to pastor's wives that can get so depressed they lay in bed and they just try to escape the chaos. That's not the way God designed for us to live. No, no. I'm not going to hide my head. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to change the atmosphere. Speak it. Come on It might be darkness. It might be void.
1: But somebody say, let there be light in my family. Let there be light in my marriage. Let there be light in...
2: I can go further, but I feel like the Holy Ghost is just, the Holy Ghost is just moving right now. Some of you brought problems to Summit. But the best, I was in Fort Myers, Florida. And there was a young man, his name was John. John came in, God miraculously filled him with the Holy Ghost. John was a drug dealer. He, he was into every bad thing you can imagine. That night, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He, he was slain in the Holy Ghost's spoken tongues for hours. He spoke things into existence. And we started working with him. We started teaching him Bible studies. One day I looked back in the back and John had his cell phone out. And he was, he was videoing the service and he was talking into the, into the camera on the phone. And what he was saying was, don't you ever forget what you feel right now. Don't you ever forget the atmosphere that's in this place right now. I said, John, what are you doing? He said, I'm talking to myself because there's going to come a day when I need this environment. There's going to come a day when I got to remember what it felt like. I got to remember what was happening in my heart. I got to remember what took the drugs out of my life and changed me. Come on, change the environment. Live in that atmosphere. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Let him become as a river in the desert. Change it. Somebody lift your voice right now in this house. Come on, dad. Come on, Dad. It's up to you to set the tone in that house. Don't you let that weight fall on your wife. Praise him, dad. Praise him, father. Praise him, husband. Come on, I want the church to help me pray right now. Every one of these messages that was preached, I want you to help me lift up your voice right now. Speak it. Come on, pastor. Come on, home missions, pastor. Come on, minister. I want you to start to speak it. In 2022, God's going to do it. Speak it in Jesus' name. I want you to speak it right now. There's a spirit of travail coming over. Coming over this congregation right now. Speak it over those grandbabies. Speak it over those children. It's all about Shataha, right now. Come on, young man. Don't you let the rock take over your youth group. Don't you let the corruption take over your youth group. In the name of Jesus, you speak life. You speak life. You speak peace. You speak order. Change the atmosphere. Breathe deep of the presence of God. I want you to step out from where you are. Pray until you talk in tongues. Pray until the walls fall down. I'm not going to speak doubt. I'm not going to criticize. I am not going to gossip. I am not going to create a poisonous atmosphere that causes my children to backslide. Come on. Come on. Somebody speak it. Somebody change the circumstance. Somebody change the tone. Let this house be called a house of prayer. Don't let it be a house of contention. Don't let it be a house of criticism. Don't let it be a house of doubt. But let it be a house of prayer. I know it's tempting to talk about how many the adversary are. It's tempting to talk about how big Goliath is, but you're looking at it wrong. Call the things that are not as though they are in the name of Jesus. Call it even if you don't feel like it. Call it even though you're worried. Call it even though you're staying up all night long, travailing. Come on, let's change it. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. Change the environment. Change the environment in my home. Change the environment in my mind. Speak it. Speak it. Hallelujah. I need some widow women. I need them to say it is well. Even though the baby seems dead, it is well. Speak it anyway. Is everything okay? It is well. I speak it. I speak it, man of God. You're not going to get my children. You're not going to get my daughter. You're not going to get my son. You're not getting my marriage. No, no, I'm pushing back. I'm pushing back. I'm pushing back on the corruption. I'm pushing back on the temptation. I'm pushing back. I will not let this environment kill me. I will not not let this environment take my children.
1: I will not...